0: Week we were introduced to the rivalry between Abner. This week we're gonna finish it off. <laughs> so um, Abner doesn't last very long in the story. Uh, we're gonna see we're gonna see Abner be not a very good guy. We're gonna be see Joab be a worse guy. So that's kind of my introduction. Uh, so let's go ahead and open in prayer, and then we'll dig into the lesson. Um, let's see. Let me, do you want to open in prayer for us? Yeah. Thank you.
1: Well, Lord God, thank you for today, thank you for fellowship, thank you for your word, help us to learn and grow in your way and apply it to our lives. So it's
0: just a color teaches. Say amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, let's get started. So we're going to start in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. Who would like to read? Jana, go ahead. Start seeing that David's army grows stronger. We have a few people that have been here uh, since the beginning you when know, we started this. So let's talk about this. Who are David? Or who is David? And who's David? So he's the son of Jesse, he's from the tribe of Judah. Israel seven and a half years because for about the first five and a half between. David's army in Israel two years of David as a king, and David didn't recognize Israel as a legitimate. Not an actual war and fighting, although there probably were some conflict, like as we think of us in war. Waging battles all every day day is probably more. saying, well, Dave is not really king, not Ishbosheth. His position is growing stronger. People are starting David actually probably should be king over To recognize that. And on here, actual real... Kind of the the, the story. So we're getting to the closer to the Mm -hmm. rain at this point. We're not quite there yet. Uh, We're going to come to that soon in the story where Israel's rain ends. So that I plan on having kids in the future, a list the names for you. Number two here, David has a bunch of sons here. Now, tell me some things you notice know about this list of sons. They all have different moms. What does that tell you? Different wives. Now, this is not an example. This is. Oh, by the way, I can hand out the candy you can. Take one and pass one back to Jana because she gets one too. Sorry about that. But this is not the example that we're setting as the norm, okay? This is not what God's saying is this is a good thing. Now, David's a man after God's own heart, but this is not one of the ways that he is, okay? So as you see this, you don't go, oh, David did that? He was pretty much a good That's probably maybe I should go out and find five more wives here. No, that's not what we're saying, okay? Um, This is one of the areas where David didn't do what was right. Um, so, six sons are listed. So, David had at least six wives by this point. Th- this is not good. Um, th- this causes problems. In fact, tell me about some of these sons. There's a couple of them you might recognize here. Okay, What, what what's Absalom's deal? Yeah, he has a problem because he has a sister later. And what happens to his sister? By. Yeah, one of her brothers rapes her, and Absalom ends up killing him. And then, after David's sin, Absalom takes over the kingdom from his father and tries to kill his father. So, there's problems that happen, partially because of this situation that David has with his many wives. So, I'm guessing that if David had one wife and many kids, that some of these problems wouldn't be happening. David brings problems into his family because of this marriage situation. So this is not necessarily a good thing that's listing here, that David is taking on all these wives. So, so this is not an example to follow here. This is just, the Bible is telling us, this is what David's life was like. It's, it's just giving us a truthful look at what's going on in David's life. Here. Um, and then if, if you, you think, well, you're just saying that, Sean. Let's, let's fast forward to Solomon and you go to first kings 11 Solomon's the wisest guy in the world and first kings 11 starts out with but David or but Solomon had many wives and his wives did what drew his heart turned away from God. his heart away from God and follow idols and part of Solomon's problem at all the from He foreign... drew him to God. and even though he was all these women Astorath come worship this and he followed them. Abigail. So later on Michael, whatever. had like a course or whatever, and then she, she can't have kids.
1: So what are your thoughts on what would have happened if she one this she was his first wife. But then she couldn't have kids. Like Jesus, as from and David Ryan.
0: Um uh, if he would have had the one, I think God would have worked that sovereignly worked out that relationship that Jesus would have come from that line if that that's what he would have done so i i I think that it would have all been in god's sovereign plan um but God obviously sovereignly worked out jesus to come come the way that he did so uh, it, it's a hard thing because God still used his other wives to bring about Jesus. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. It, it's not excusing David's sin of having many wives to say, well, the Savior came from well, one part of the line of, of the Savior came from Bathsheba, so what do we do? Um, Rahab was in the line of Jesus. She was a, a prostitute. What do we do with that? Well, God uses sinful people. And we don't excuse their sin, but God still used these people. So, you, you don't you don't excuse the sin of the people, but God still works out his sovereign plan through people that still had their issues and their sins and their problems. Even David. David did some wicked things. He was a murderer. You know, he killed Uriah, uh, Uriah the Hittite to steal his wife. But yet, David is still the one who is given the promise of your line is going to bring about the Messiah and your kingdom's going to last forever. And God still used him. So, um, we don't excuse the sin of the person, but God will still use that to fulfill his plan. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I don't understand why God works it out that way, but he does. Anyway, it doesn't excuse the sin of him having many wives, even though God used that situation. Um, any other thoughts or questions? Cause that's, that's good. It's, if I were God, that's not what I would do. I'd be like, "You, you wicked, wicked man!" I could, I could use someone else, but God, God still chooses to work out His plan through that. So, God's mercy and grace, I guess. Humility, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's. Again, if I was, if I was God, I wouldn't do it that way. But that's why I'm not God because I don't understand anything about God that I need to understand. So. Anyway, so these were born to David and Hebron. So this is just the start. There's more kids after this. When David moves to Jerusalem, there's more kids. There's actually more wives, I think, after this too. I I believe that the count of David's wives goes astronomically high after this. It's not just the six wives here. So um, David does not stop here. And this was a Middle Eastern king type thing. So these, these are the kings of Israel maybe also assimilating with what kings around them. Like also, that a lot of these kings had many wives, and there was them being more like the world instead of like being what God wanted them to be, and that was a problem. So, anyway, moving on, Um, we're gonna get off David for a while here. Uh, Second Samuel chapter 3, verses 6 through 11, Miriam. Is accused and becomes angry. So this is during the time of the war between David and Ishbosheth. It's obviously during Ishbosheth's reign, which we think is the whole time here. Uh, and it was saying that Abner was strengthened in the house of Saul. Now um, we read at the beginning that the house of Saul was growing weaker and weaker. And this is probably talking about Ishbosheth's reign that he was growing weaker and weaker, but Abner was growing stronger in the house of Saul. So this could mean a couple of things, but it might mean here that Abner was actually making a play to become king. Now he was a cousin, probably of Saul, so he was of the royal household, and maybe he was actually starting to regret that he set up Ishbosheth as king and seeing him getting weaker and being as a king. Be a better king than Ishbosheth. This wouldn't be unheard of. Um, and we see later on in the kings, especially the kings of Israel, that there's a lot of assassinations, a lot of people taking over as kings of Israel and re- replacing the kings that are there and setting themselves up as king, that this could possibly happen. Um, and so we see the story that Saul has this concubine whose name was Rizpah, and Ishbosheth makes an accusation to Abner that you went in to my father's concubine. Now, I'm going to ask this question because it's often confused me for a long time, and I think just recently I got a handle on this. What's the difference between a wife and a concubine? Okay, you marry the wife and... Okay, but what is it? Just a mistress. Okay, it's it's a little more than that. Okay. Responsibilities of the wife and the concubine, and different like the wife had like privileges, so to speak, but the concubine just was there for kids, like to get. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way because I think this will really clear it up and help you a lot, and it will make sense of the story here. Wife, I'm going to use the word equal, okay? Like, the wife and husband become one, they're equal. That makes sense. And that's not that the best way to put it, but that's going to help with this illustration, okay? So, husband and wife become one, they're equal, right? I'm going to use the word property. So, what happens... What would happen for the case we're talking about Saul here? What would happen with, with Saul's wife when Saul's die When Saul dies? The wife becomes what? The concubine then if she's property becomes what? property. Inheritance. So in this case if Abner goes in and takes the concubine He's taking the guy's property. So he's really saying that, you know, this belongs to you because you inherited it from all. but I'm taking it. So really I'm saying he, she's mine, so I'm the king now. So if he's making a play to become the king, he's kind of saying that's no longer yours. I'm the king. She's mine now. She's my property because I'm the king. And so if that's really what's happening here, the king make the accusation, you went to my concubine. He's really saying you're trying to take my throne, is really the accusation he's making. You're making a play at my throne. And if that's the case, Abner's strengthening himself in Israel, and then going into the concubine, this is serious here. This is treason. Oh, yeah. And so this is why you know Abner reacts very strongly here. It's not just, oh, why, why did you take my father's concubine? And he's saying, why... Are you trying to steal the throne from me? Now, notice, what does Amner not do in this situation here? He, he does not deny the accusation. Now, I'm going to erase this a second. Does this make sense, by the way? Yeah. Because it, it took me a while to figure this out, and actually, as I was setting this on, I'm like, oh, okay, this is actually making more sense now. So, if you're being accused now, okay... So I'm going another direction with this now. So okay. So he's being accused here. So you're being accused of something. Number one, you can say yes and apologize, right? Yeah. And that probably, Apollo. So he goes, oh, yes, I'm sorry, I did it. My fault. Forgive me, right? He didn't do that. He could say, yes, I did Deal with it. That kind of idea. He could say, yes, I did it, and then he could kill the king and take over. That's basically what I'm saying, right? He didn't do either of those. The other thing he could say is just no and deny it and deal with the consequences. He didn't do that. He went with plan four here. (laughs) And the illustration for plan four, I'm going to use maybe a little more modern illustration. Um, Husband comes home, thinks his wife is cheating on him and says, Honey, are you cheating on me? And the wife goes, How dare you accuse me of that? I wash your clothes, I cook your I've slaved over the house for 20 years. You and how dare you accuse me? Has the wife ever said yes or no? What she's done, she's dropped a guilt trip on him, right? No, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't. I, I, I shouldn't have. Is that kind of what Abner does here? He drops the guilt trip on him, and he says, um, "So this accuses of sexual relations with Saul's concubine." Abner becomes angry and just. He doesn't deny the application. He says, have I gone over to Judah? And he uses this phrase here, am I a dog that belongs to you? And we love dogs nowadays. Dogs are cute. Dogs, oh, I love, what a cute puppy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a dog parent. I'm a dog daddy. I'm a dog. We say, back then, were disgusting. They were awful. They were the worst insult of all. So what do you call yourself a dog? I the lowest of low that would go over to Judah and be, he said, over to Judah even traitor to go over to Judah I, I've shown loyalty to you I've shown loyalty to Saul's family I served Saul faithfully I didn't deliver you to David I didn't do any of this and in return you dare accuse me he never denied it he never said yes I did or no I didn't he, he just drops the guilt trip on him Himself never does anything. That don't we do? That? We don't deal with the sin. We just throw the guilt. We deal with the situation. We act. We and, and this this probably should have been one of my takeaways. But we need to deal with the issue. We don't. We shouldn't be deflecting. We shouldn't be throwing it off on somebody else. We shouldn't be throwing out the guilt trips. We need to deal with the issue, if somebody says, did you do this, is this something we need to deal with, then we need to say yes or no and deal with it, right, that makes the situation worse by not dealing with the situation, I mean, yes, I did it, it kills the king, at least he's dealing with the situation, and he's dealing with it wrongly, probably. But he's still dealing with the situation. So, so anyways, he does this. And then, then he goes, Not, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go over to David. And I'm going to give David all of Israel. I'm going to deliver the kingdom to him. So now, now he, 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 he makes a threat and doubts about it. And you accuse me, so I'm going to take my ball and play for the other team. It, it kind of reminds me a lot of prof, professional athletes. Yeah, I don't like the situation here. I'm gonna go play for, I'm, I'm gonna be Aaron Rodgers and go play for somebody else, because you drafted Jordan Love and I don't like it. No. so yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm a little upset about that. Still, uh, whatever, History real life. So so he's going to go play for David now. He's going to go deliver Israel to David. He, if, if he is trying to to be the king of Israel, this is this is like totally opposite his goal anyway, but you know just despite Ishbosheth, he's going to deliver the kingdom to David. So and Ishbosheth has no answer because he's weakened already. He's his kingdom is going the wrong direction anyway. There's nothing he can do. Abner has all the power anyway. Abner's the general of the army. He's in control ishboshef doesn't have an answer so so Abner's accused and he becomes angry, and he holds all the cards, and ishboshef can't do anything, so you know he's maybe, maybe he thought this was one final play if I accuse Abner and he's guilty, maybe he 'll back off instead of Abner just takes it the other way and threatens him and says fine, you know what i'm 'm I'm, I'm delivering everybody to to david i 'm going to take israel and i 'm going to give take israel and bring him to David, and david's going to become king over all of it." Your time is done, and chef can't answer that. He has nothing to say about it. So Abner's accused. He becomes angered, and um, he makes a threat. And he's gonna—he's actually gonna follow through on it. It's not an idle threat here. So let's read on, verses twelve to thirteen. Gabriel. So, effects to David. So, Adner to David, and the first question he asks is, whose is the land? It's a good question. Whose is the land? Is it ish Is it Abner's? Is it, is it yours, David? And I think he, he's, uh, he's, who's in control, who's in charge here? You know, ask the question, and Abner wants David to come to the conclusion. You know, Abner's kind of running the show right now. He's the one who's, who's been strengthened. and in he's, he's trying to make the point, hey, I, I, I kind of have control up here. I can deliver the land to you. So I want to do it and make a covenant with me. Bring me into your fold. I want, I, you know, this kind of thing. You rub my back, I'll rub your back. You give me a good position here, I'll, I'll bring them all to you. I'll serve you. Just you know, give me that that high-level general position, and I'll bring them all to you, and they'll serve you. So make that covenant with me, and my hand shall be with you. I'll bring Israel to you. We'll work together. We can do this. We can be a great team. You know, you you be you be uh, the Bill Belichick, and I'll be the Tom Brady, and we'll win some Super Bowls together. We can do it. <laughs> they did. They did. I mean it's it's that's a good example that's yeah. So so he's he's that's what he wants. Let's work together, we can do it. And David's like, good, yeah, good. That one is that that's that works for me. But I have one condition. I want my wife back. Why would he want his wife back? <laughs> he has six. Why does he want another one? For, for most guys, one wife is enough, right? I mean, come on. Most of us have trouble with one wife. Come on. Why do you want, why do you want a seventh wife? Why does he want Michal? Okay, so his first wife. Okay, Saul's daughter. Why would that be important? You don't know. I just don't know. What's that? Rites to the throne. Okay. It could, be, it, it, it could solidify some rights to the throne because Saul was king. And so in Israel's eyes, okay, you're the son, now you're back being the son-in-law of the king of Israel. So you kind of have some legitimacy there. Your, your daughter, the wife of the king, the queen is in line from that dynasty. So there, there could be some of that. What else? Okay, it could be a promise to, to both Saul and Jonathan, because he promised Saul the same thing too, right? To be kind to his house. So that could be a fulfillment of that, that, you know, bring Mikkel back in there, and then he can be benefiting Saul's household and to be, kind, to be promising to Jonathan. What else? He probably still loves her. Okay, and not just, not just the romantic love, but remember, Mikkel and David also had that same kind of love that Jonathan and David had. Remember at first that she loved him like Jonathan loved him. Remember First Samuel talked about that? that? That she had that kind of same uh, phileo love, for lack of a better term, that, that Jonathan and David had. So there was that. Now, as Abigail said, we'll find out later that that kind of sours. Um, she despises him after a while. But at first they had that, and David maybe still thinks that's still there and wants that back, and maybe he's still thinking of Jonathan and saying, Mikhail and I had that same kind of feeling towards each other, and I want her back. And so there's, there's probably a number of reasons why he wants that, and he's still thinking about that. So um, so the, probably all those things combined in there are reasons that he would like Mikhail Michelle back Saul's daughter. So so that he makes that one condition. And Abner, of course, being of the family of Saul and being very important in Israel, he's thinking you, this is the one guy that maybe has the ability to do that. So let's see what happens. Verses fourteen through sixteen. so sent messengers to a so David's wife is returned to him so David sent messengers to Ishbosheth. who do you think one of the messengers was Abner. I think was probably one of the messengers, um, I, I think, or the messengers came because that was of Abner. So I think he would have the messengers at any rate. Um, and the message was, "Give me my wife back." And he reminds Ishbosheth, "I earned the right to marry her because there was a deal that was made. I was to bring a hundred foreskins from the Philistines to marry her. Remember, what did David do? He." He did 200, but the deal was for 100. So, um, you know, David did the over and above thing. Um, Ishbosheth complies. Why does Ishbosheth comply? Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ishbosheth really. This is showing how far that how weak he really is. He doesn't really have any power to deny the request. I think if he really was wielding some power, he'd probably say, I don't think so. Um, this is my kingdom. I call the shots here. He really doesn't really seem to have a whole lot of power here. So he's kind of like, yep, whatever. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do what you want to. So, so he took her from her current husband, Patil, son of Laish, yeah that guy um, and this guy is is uh he's hurting from this you know he he yeah don't take my wife away uh, you know uh, you got her from David, you know so okay you you stole her from her original husband now that she's being stolen from you now he okay you know uh yeah, now now we feel your pain here. Okay, I get it. So her husband follows Abner, weeping. You know, he, he's he's hurting. Don't take my wife away! Don't take my wife away! Abner's sick of it. He says, "Go back." And Abner again. This is this is the general who has been serving Saul for twenty plus years and has been sharing, serving Ishbosheth for well, he's fought for five years and served Ishbosheth for almost two years now. So he this is the, this is the. This is the manly general guy, this is the warrior, this is the soldier. He says, Go back. Probably fully armed, fully armored. And this is the weeping husband. So this guy's like probably intimidated at this point. And like, okay. Yeah, is like, okay, Abner's gonna kill me, I'm gonna leave. So he turns around and goes back. He doesn't argue with this. So so David comes back to him and Abner brings what David and so he gets in the audience with David now. He fulfills the requirement. And so, Abner gets to come and meet with David. Let's see what Abner does. versus 17 through 21. Abner. So Abner brings the elders of Israel to David. He's following through on his threat to Israel. He's, he uh, gathers and meets with the elders of Israel, and he gives them this speech. You wanted David to be king over you. In times past, this is what you wanted. You wanted David to be king. You know he, He's won victories. He's been a great general. He's He's defeated the Philistines in the past. This is what you want, and now is the time. Let's gather together. Let's make David king. This is the time. Let's go forth. So he's giving the great speech, and then he says, "The Lord has spoken of David. By the hand of my servant David, I will save my my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and the hand of all their." I, I don't see David as being the most godly man in the world. Saying the right people want to hear. You know, the, the Lord spoke. So, you know, this is this is God's hand in the working. Come on, let's do it. It's time. He, he's he's he knows how to the people and get them to move, right? He say he probably believes this to some extent, but I don't see him as being this God man who's being a prophet of the Lord, and and, and you know he really wants the the Lord. Jesus. He's just. No, Abner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. But I, I don't see as being this godly man Here, He's just trying to get to do. He's he's trying to he's he's trying to hurt David. So he, I think that's what he's doing. Um, and so he does this, he he talks to the people now he's going to Benjamin. Why is he going to Benjamin? It's his home. It may be the hardest, but but he's he's you know he's he's making a, a distinct point to go. And, okay, th- these are Saul's people. If I get them, yeah. If I if I got, it's it's over. He's, he's really bringing it on here. And then he also takes the message to Hebron. What's so special about Hebron? That's where David's at. So he's gonna bring it here and he's gonna he's gonna bring this message here and make sure that David hears it. Cause, you know, he, he's thinking about his own position too. David talking about, you know, we're gonna follow David and this is of the Here's my position too. You know, David will hear me promoting him. And, David can't help but to put me in a good position here. So he he's working it all on all cylinders here. He's he's going for it. Um and so all this seemed good to Israel and Benjamin. They're they're hearing this, liking what they're hearing. They're seeing that Ishbosheth is failing. They're seeing that seeing that he's weak. They're seeing what David's doing. Had this seven years where he's been reigning and he's had peace, fought victories over the Philistines. They know David's reputation. And they're probably thinking, you know, this is what we want. This is what we want for Israel too. We want David reigning over us. And Abner's saying the right words. Abner receives receives these representatives and and the representative came It should be Cain, not Cain. I think Cain's a Something mark, something show up there. So they, they come to David and David makes a to Israel's is that whenever they do anything important, they eat Important means, important decisions, feast. That's <laughs> let's eat and we'll, we'll make it official. So they, they throw a feast. Okay, I brought these 20. We'll get all, all of Israel. We're going to come together. And even says this I, I'll bring them here make a covenant with you, and you may reign over all that your desires. <laughs> He's a throwing. Um, thank you. everything that you desire, David you can over all yours and I promise that to David, but Abner's willing to him he's he's really he's really kind of a, a just you know he he wants wants to be on David's side all the way here you know you go do it go peace you need to do. That's great. Now here comes the problem. So, let's read 22. Goes up quick. He wants to read the day. Okay, let me go ahead. At the So, Joab accuses Abner of spying. Oh. Yeah. Joab returns. Joab's out doing his job. He's leading the army. He came back from a raid. He, uh, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So, he comes in with the army. That's the servants of David and Joab. They were out on a raid. Um, it's just after Abner leaves. And so Joab learns from somebody that Abner was just there, and that David sent him away in peace. You know, it, Joab would have liked to have heard that Abner was there and David killed him. That would have been, made Joab very happy. But David sent him away in peace. So Joab goes to David. Now this is fine. Joab is David's general. This is his second in command. Joab would have had a right to go to David. And Joab starts questioning David, "What have you done?" You know, kind of, are you being really foolish here? Why, why have you done this? Abner's deceiving you. He's tricking you. He's not being sincere. He wants to know your plans. He wants to know you're coming out and you're going in. He's trying to figure out what you're doing so he can use it against you. He's spying on you. He's, he's, just, he's making it seem like he's your friend, but he's not. He's going to use this against you, David. Now, does Joab believe that this is what's going on? Probably not. I, I don't know if he does or doesn't. But I think if you ask Joab, I think, and he's being honest, I think he's going to say, I don't, I don't know and I don't care. Because that's not the point of what he's doing. His point is not that whether Abner's spying or not, his point is he's trying to pit David against Abner. He doesn't care if this story is true or not, if Abner is spying or not. His point is he wants David to mistrust Abner because he would like David to kill Abner. If Abner is spying, great. That's fine with him. If he's not, it doesn't care as long as Abner gets dead. We'll see that in a second. That's his plan. He doesn't care whether this is true or not, but this is is his plan. He He wants Abner dead. So I I think that that it doesn't matter to him whether what he's saying is true or not at this point. And we'll see that his intent is not to protect David from Abner's spying or not. His intent is that Abner is killed. Let's read on. Verses 26 to 30. Joanna. Number eight here, Joab murders Abner. Now, I think there's a, a piece missing in here that uh, God doesn't give us, but because I think that what happened, David's not convinced by Joab's argument that Abner's a spy. I don't think we get, we don't get David's counter argument that no, I trust Abner, I believe him, I think that he's helping out. I think we're fine. Don't worry about it, Joab. We're good. Because I think Joab's plan happens after that. Because I think really Joab wanted David to do something about Abner. And I think this is Joab's plan B here now. And so Joab goes off from David's presence. And he sends messengers to Abner. And he seems to send messengers to Abner saying, Oh, David wants you to come back. Because it says here they sent messages after Abner, but David did not know about it. But, which makes it sound like that it's, it's a messenger to Abner saying David wants you back, but David doesn't know that David was requesting him back kind of idea. And so he, he seems to send messages on David's behalf without David's knowledge of it. A little bit deceptive here, right? So Abner returns thinking, okay, David needs me back for something. I'd better come back because Abner's trying to please David. He's trying to get on David's good side. He wants to be he may want Joab's place, you know. He's older, more experienced. He probably thinks he, he deserves the place. I'm coming over, I'm the I'm the top general. I've been serving Saul for years. I I got all the military strategy. I'm a better general than Joab. I can lead the army better. Abner's Abner's probably pretty full of himself, I think. Anyway. And he may deserve it. He's, he is more experienced, so maybe he does deserve it. But anyway, so Abner returns, and Joab takes him aside. And as said, he took him aside at the gate. So it's probably, obviously, before he gets to David, because David didn't know about it. So he's, as he's coming into the city, Joab takes him aside, and Joab stabs him. Interestingly enough, where does he stab him? And where did his brother die? In the stomach. So it's it's it's... I, I think purposeful, um, and it says very specifically in this passage, this was in revenge for his brother. Right? Mm-hmm. He killed. He killed him very specifically because Abner killed his brother. This was this was a revenge killing. This he murdered him for revenge. Oh, right? Yet his
1: brother was warned. He
0: got no warning. Yep. And we're going to get to that. Good. Good job. He was warned, and his brother was chasing Abner, trying to kill Abner. So Abner. Fought in what? Self-defense, Self-defense. and it wasn't war. So, but he was he was fighting to defend his life, right? Um, so, so this happens, and David finds out because you're eventually going to find this stuff out. So David finds out, and the first thing David does is declares his innocence in this because he didn't know about this. This is something I did, I didn't know about this. This is not something I wanted. Uh, he declares Joab's guilt this was Joab's plan this was not mine and then he he pronounces four curses on Joab's house that that, uh, let it rest on the head of Joab on his father's house and never fail fail to be in the house of Joab one who has one of these four things leprosy leprosy is a very bad skin disease Um, you know your skin rots away parts of your body can fall off fingers and stuff like that that's very bad stuff um, physical disability, that's one who never, leaned, uh, who never uh, one who leans on a staff would be someone who needs something to support themselves because they're unable to support themselves. Um, one who dies by, by the sword, that'd be someone who dies violently like in wars or is killed by some violent means. Or one who lacks bread, um, someone who's starving to death, someone who needs food. So, one of these four things in their house, and this is a curse that David pronounces on Joab's house. Now, who is Joab again in relation to david yes, and his nephew so imagine that uh you have to you feel like you have to do this to someone you're related to that's that's hard, but David is like a, this guy. This guy murdered someone else, and he's my nephew. But... Yeah, Joab is David's nephew, his sister's son. And you're like, my, my nephew is a murderer. <laughs> and uh, he felt like it was the right thing to pronounce this curse on his family for, you know, never fail in the house of Joab for this to happen. So um, I, I think that would be very hard to do, but that's, David feels that that's the right thing to do here. And then uh, we see that uh, Abishai, Joab's brother, uh, was involved in this also, that he was involved in this plot, that it wasn't just Joab acting alone here. So they plotted together for this. Okay, one more passage here, verses 31 through 39. Nathan.
1: With sackcloth and mourned for Abner. And King David followed the coffin. So they buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king sang a lament over Abner and said, Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands were not bound, nor your feet put in fetters. As a man falls before wicked men, so you fell. Then all the people wept over him again. And when all the people came to persuade David to eat food while it was still day, David took an oath, saying, God do so to me, and more also, if I taste bread or anything else till the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. Now all the people took note of it, and it pleased them, since whatever the king did pleased all the people. For all the people and all of Israel understood that day that it had not been the king's intent, Kill Abner, the son of Ner. Then the king said to his servants, Do you not know that a prince and a great man has fallen to stay in Israel? And I am weak today, though anointed king. And these men, the sons of Zariah, are too harsh for me. The Lord shall repay the evildoer according to his wickedness.
0: So David mourns. And David commands the people to mourn for Abner, including Joab. So they put on the clothes of mourning, the sackcloth. Uh, David follows the funeral procession. They bury Abner. David weeps at the grave, and all the people wept with him. And David's saying this lament over Abner. And he, he says a couple of things to him, that that he should not have died as the fool dies, and if you read through uh, Proverbs, there's a, lot of ta- there's a lot of stuff in Proverbs about uh, the fools dying um, in various ways, and um, you know the fools uh, constantly led to death. And um, Abner died as a fool dies. Um, it also says that your hands were not bound or feet in fetters, and he's talking here about a criminal. Um, that the person who's bound, the criminals get executed, and he, he, he says that Abner died kind of as a criminal died, and he should not have died that way. He fell as a wicked man falls, and again, Proverbs talks about that the wicked will fall into their own traps, and Abner in a lot of ways was a wicked man. He wasn't really a righteous man in a lot of ways, and so he kind of did fall as a wicked man, but he fell to, I think, another wicked man, and that happens sometimes. And all the people wept after this again. And then the people urged David to eat. You got to eat. You got to keep up your strength. And David uh, refused. He takes an oath not to eat until the sun goes down. Until the sun goes down. Another typo. Again, no red line. So the sun goes down. Um, so this pleased the people. And an interesting thing in there, it says everything that the king did pleased the people. Um, you know, David tried to be upright. And I think when you're when you're doing things in the right way, uh, it's going to please. People that see that because they're going to say well he's he's doing the right things um, and so they they saw that and they knew that David did not desire abner 's death, and so that's that's another thing too they they saw that david wasn't the one plotting to kill Abner that they knew that David was doing the right things, and so he get, kind of gives this instruction this this teaching to his his servants he had, and said do you know that Abner was a great man now again was Abner always righteous, obviously not but He's, he's extolling the good things about Abner. He was a great man. Um, and David says, I'm, I'm weak today because of what happened. And it kind of takes his strength away, This this the tragedy of what happened. David, David felt as a human, obviously. And he makes this comment, the sons of Zariah are too harsh for me. You know he struggles with this. You know Joab's a good general, but he he the things he does is just it's too harsh for me to deal with. And then he makes this comment and and it says, God, the Lord shall repay doer uh, the evildoer according to his wickedness. And it's it's kind of a thing here again. David's not going to take vengeance on Joab for his wickedness. He's trusting the Lord to do that. Now Joab comes to an untimely death too. Does anybody know? How Joab dies. Hmm? these um, Yes, uh, letter C, a violent death. Um, what happens is um, when David dies, remember one of uh, David's sons sets himself up to be king, and Bathsheba gets a promise from David that Solomon will king. So Joab supports the son of David that sets himself up to be king, and Bashiah goes into David and says, you promised that Solomon's going to be king, so David makes him king. And Joab gets caught supporting the wrong son, and so um, Solomon, um, after he he, uh, sets up his throne and secures his power, uh, basically... Sends out an execution order for Joab, and Joab runs into the temple and grabs the horns of the altar to try to save himself. and Solomon sends his troops in and has Joab executed in the temple. So, it
1: wasn't
0: David's dying wish that he do something? He yes, did, but yeah, was like, hey, Solomon, but... Uh, th- this is yeah, this is this is kind of the last order to Solomon. Yeah, make sure that Joab it, it dies for his crimes of killing uh Abner. Yeah, yeah, that was his dying wish there. So, so. David doesn't take care of it, he has his son do it for him. So, um, so Joab does it, his execution is put off, but it, he does end up dying a violent death. Um, so he, he doesn't he doesn't get away with it forever. Takeaways, like I said, the one about Abner um, that we talked about I, I already covered. This is the other one. And I want, I, Talk about this again. These these are kind of hard passes because what do you do when most of the passage is about people acting the wrong way? And I thought well you compare how David dealt with vengeance and how Joab dealt with it. Um, David when dealing with Saul who acted wrong who is actually wronged by Saul, how did he deal with taking vengeance on Saul? Well he chose to allow God to deal with Saul's actions and leave vengeance in God's hands, right? You know, he had a number of times where he actually could have done something. He could have killed Saul, and he said, "I'm not going to raise my hand against the Lord's anointed. I'm going, I'm going to let God deal with it. I'm going to do what's right." And that was that was kind of David's M.O. Even, you know, people claim to have killed Saul. He said, why, "Why? did you do that? Don't you know that he's the Lord's anointed? You shouldn't have done that." <laughs> so um, and it, that happens a lot with David. He trusts God. Joab and and I have a number of things here. First of all, I probably do not have the right to seek vengeance on Abner, um, since first of all, Abner, as Lemuel pointed out, warned Ashiel twice. Um, that should be an and, and then seemed to be acting in self-defense with Ashiel. You know, he he didn't flat out murder Ashiel. He was being pursued by him, so he was only defending himself. And then, as Nathan pointed out. Um, Joab also sought his own vengeance instead of leaving it in God's hands. Joab also deceived Abner by making him think... Wow, this is like typo. Yes, I, I actually wrote this out this morning when I got up. So, Because uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about this all yesterday and today. Joab deceived Abner by making him think that David was calling him back so that... If, I'm going to have to retype this, so that he could actually kill him and try to deceive David to think Abner was spying on him instead of trying to help him. Um, David be, would be an example to us for us to follow, and Joab would be an example for us to avoid. So, you know, we're going to be wronged by people. People are going to take advantage of us. People are going to hurt us. People are going to do bad things to us. And, you know, the, the verse that comes to mind is, mind is, vengeance is mine, said so the Lord, I shall repay. It's not our place to turn around and hurt other people. It's our place to pray for them. It's our place to show mercy to them. It's our place to forgive them. And it's our place to do what's right and to bless them. And we ought to show love and kindness to people. And if there's anything that needs to be done, we put it in God's hands and let God deal with it. God's the judge, God's the righteous one. He will do what's right. and um, I think that David's examples that we've seen so far now David at times does wrong things, obviously he's human, so you know he's not going to be a perfect example, but we if we look at the comparison situation of. That I, I think we can take from the passage. Don't deflect it. Deal with it. You know. if if you actually have done. to it with God make it right with God obviously I have to make it right with God that's fun. <laughs> it's true it's a loving encouraging way possible and I had to say something hard I meant it we got that so that we address it deal with it. It's it's loving to deal with those issues because then you can make, you can grow from it. You can guide it right with each other and those relationships, and then you can grow together and grow closer together. So that's what God wants us to do.
1: So that's
0: where that came. Yeah. Now we. It came out by accident. It was just something I I said because I didn't know what else to say. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Sunday that will
0: be Amen